Shalom, I'm Rab Yoni, and this is the Shar Hapares podcast. Let's dive in through the gate of the orchard. We're going to take a short break from our regular reading of the text this week. Um, I wanted to reflect on some of what Bavavi Mishkanavna has been talking about. And I also wanted to tie in a bit of Shar Betachon from Chagavas Lovavos. Muna Betachon ties together, right? So first off, the question is, what's the difference, right? Amona, we are, we typically call it faith, trust. I I recently come across a realization is not that it's actually conviction. Uh, faith is a different religion. Um, uh, conviction it's a conviction of the heart, and betachon is active. Betachon is acting on that uh, conviction of the heart. That's the difference. Uh, Amona is a heart condition, and betachon is a practice or a mind condition. And so as we're learning about Amuna, we need to keep in mind that a lot of what we're doing to strengthen our Amuna does require us to start employing Betachon into our work to accomplish this goal. And so there's there's that component. But as I've been reading through Bilvavi in this audio series, and as I've been uh, learning on Chavos Lavavos, I, I, come, I keep coming across this concept of we're really not in charge, we're really not in control. And, and for some, it's quite disturbing. For some, it's very peaceful and serene. And I think once, a, once upon a time, I would have been very scared. But right now, I'm loving it. Like, it's amazing. This concept of what, what do we have control over? We have our thoughts, and we have our intentions, and we have the ability to daven. That's really the limitation of what we can do. The actions that we do, for good or for bad, is the result of whether Hashem enables the success of our thoughts and our intents. We are still responsible for what we do and don't do. Why is that? Because our thoughts and our intents led us there. And we learn, and Tanya, that there's uh, three modes, there's three garments of the soul, the vushim, and it's a thought, speech, and action. And that between the three, the most serious of the three is the thoughts, because that's the in the back of the mind is where the neshama is. That's the closest to our connection to Hashem. That's the closest to the essence of who we are. And so our thoughts show us deeply, truly who we are and how we are. We may have moments of insanity with our goof when it goes and commits an avera and that we have no control over. And that's not held against us as greatly as sinful thoughts are, right? That's a bigger deal. So we have these modes that we work in, right? Our thoughts and our speech lead to our action, including the inner speech, right? That leads to the action. And with that, we have to merit the success of a mitzvah. Otherwise, we may be left to alternative devices. And then we have to constantly work on ourselves and build ourselves in that regard. And so that's where the con- that's, that's where our free will is limited, really is that does a Hashem enable the success or failure of our mitzvahs and averos? It sounds weird and sounds disturbing to some, but that's really what the essence of it is. And this is, this is not a chiddush that I am teaching. This is, we, we get it from Chavos Lavavos. We get it from the Bahatanya. We get it from Bavav Nishkan Avne. We get it from Rebbe Vincent Torsky. We get all these major sources saying, yes, this is Badafka, what it is. So who are we to argue it? We just need to accept this and we need to move forward. Given that, 
now we have this concept of dealing with Amuna and Betachon. And right now in our world is a great example of the struggles we've been having, right? We've been struggling with the coronavirus, the pandemic. Well, what is our appropriate level of hishtadlis, right? Our, what is the work we have to do? And it's a great question. I'm going to share a few things that are um, from other sources, and I'm going to tell you how I'm how I'm pushing it together on my machshavos are on it. Okay. And so, given that, let's go ahead and start with um, something I recently heard from Rav Fischer Schachter. This is paraphrased, not an exact quote, in one of his parasha conversations, just a couple months ago. Actually, he says, more or less, COVID's from Hashem, came from nowhere, and every attempt. Mankind makes at trying to stop it. It's it's thwarted. The masks aren't working. The vaccines aren't working. You, you, you have the masks and then there's a variant that defeats the masks. You have the vaccines and there's the variant that defeats the vaccines. Then you have the boosters and then there's a variant that defeats the boosters. Omicron, it's not as bad as the original variant. It's a snuff, it's a cough, it's a throat. Okay. Whatever Hashem has intended to do with coronavirus, and this is the key right here, whatever Hashem intended with coronavirus because he brought it, it's not done. How do we know that? COVID's still here. The virus is going to be around until Hashem finishes his work with it. So our best move is to get out of the way and let Hashem do what he wants to do with it. Only Hashem brought it. So only Hashem can remove it. And we have to wait for Hashem to do what he wants to do with it and then it'll be gone. That's how it works. And again, we don't have the free will, right? We have our thoughts and our intents and hopefully our actions lead to it. But in the end, literally everything that happens in this world, whether we think it's for good or for bad, we have to accept as Gamzul Latov, this too is for the good. Right? It's hard. I get it. Loss, suffering, chas death. These things are hard and painful in this world. But they're all for what Hashem has determined the best to be. Rav Shakhtar also says that when you were up there before you came down and got jammed to this body, Hashem said, here's the plan. Rav Shakhtar talked to Mekubal to get this info. He said, here's the plan. Here's what I've got planned for you. I think it's the absolute best plan there is. What do you think? We looked over. Looks good, looks good, looks good. So he says, you sign right here. We sign right there. Shoves us in that little body. We wake up and forget all of it. And the whole life, we're just screaming, just screaming, ah, what, what, ah. And at the very end, we go up there and it's like, Hashem, what'd you do to me? Hashem says, oh, let me pull this up. Did, do you remember this? No. You see right here? Oh, that's my signature. Yeah, you signed for what happened that you said would be the best. Oh, you're right. And that's what we have to remember. It's hard. It's very hard. But that's what we have to remember. What we're in is the best for us, whether we think it or not, whether we feel it or not. Because Hashem's truth is the only truth. There is no other, other truth at all. Only Hashem's truth. Everything else is Shekhar wearing the costume of Emmas. That's it. Bavavi Mishkanavna discusses the concept of Amuna and Hashtatlas. We've, we've gone through this, right? That there's no true free will. Our free will is the thoughts. Choose right or wrong. And we choose to daven. Even Rambanzi and Tversky says, yeah, our free will is limited to the choose to daven. Okay? Beyond that, it's only Hashem's will, since only Hashem can cause any action or movements of any kind. As a result, every good or bad thing that happens to us is mostly unavoidable, since it is preset condition we agreed to before going down here. 
Whether one gets COVID or chas v'shalom, one's nifter, it's only Hashem's will. The mostly unavoidable, well, I see, I said that, I said mostly unavoidable, right? What is that? The mostly unavoidable, that's our hashtatlas. We can make the changes in our mazel. Wait a second. Didn't we just say there's no free will? We did. Except the free will to daven. And there you go. Bingo. This is the answer right here. We don't have true free will on the actions we take. But we have true free will to daven to HaKadosh Baruch Hu at any time. And when we daven to the Abishter, he hears us and he changes our mazel because our identity has changed because we've moved from one position to another and we're different. And so therefore, everything else has to change too to align with this new plan. It's not like, oh, Hashem's erasing it with a pencil. He's looking at this master plan, this drafted in permanent ink, and he's saying, wait a second. You, Jonas Scenario, that's not you from five minutes ago. That was a different Jonas Scenario. That Jonas Scenario no longer exists because you've grown, you've changed, you've davened. Therefore, I have to throw this away and bring out this other, this other version, this other plan that's based off you now. We're not saying Hashem's rewriting anything. He wrote it all. All, all, all. Remember, Hashem's outside of time. Everything's all happening at the same time. He wrote it all. But we have the ability to change the future by the davening that we do. And when we do that davening, we change the future. It changes everything, the whole field. Right? That's our, that is the power of our free will. The power of our free will is to daven to the one who has control over everything. That's how amazing it is. And yet we seem to keep forgetting this. And we have to stop forgetting this. Seriously, we've got to stop forgetting it. We've been learning this. We've been going through Bavavi. And yet people are so afraid of COVID, of the cold, of the hot, of Parnassi issues, of everything. When are we going to learn? When am I going to learn? It's not that. We're looking to, we're, we're, we're looking in the muck. We need to look up to Hashem, right? Stop looking two feet in front of you, six feet in front of you, Dalit Amos in front of you, and start looking to Brealam, the creator of everything. So the mostly unavoidable is our Hishtatlis. It changes our mazel. We can make changes to our mazel, but how we choose to respond in thought and intent, which lead us to change action and result. Ah, here's the question. What's our Hishtatlis? A lot of people try to go into this. I'm not going to bring a Kiddush, okay? I have a personal from me from what my hashtatlis is, and that's where it ends. I'm not your Rav. I'm not your Rebbe. I can't tell you what your hashtatlis is. Consult your Rav. Consult your Rebbe. Daven to Hashem. What is an appropriate hashtatlis for you? For every individual, it's unique and different. One, based off the level you are with Hashem. Two, based off your situation. Three, based off what the mazel's got going on. Right? There's so much at play here. You need a unique plan from someone who uniquely knows you and can help you make those dots. But we have to do our hishtatlis. Okay? So we do our hishtatlis. Now, Chavas Lavavas, it discusses Batakon at length, right? And the Batakon we've already covered. We've covered it. That's our practical application of our amuna, our conviction. So in the book, the author points out, we must have betakon and Hashem and solely in Hashem. Now this is fascinating right here. I, I want you to catch that again. We have to have trust in Hashem and only Hashem. 
The bitachon can be in Hashem and solely in Hashem. Have we gotten on that? We got that? Good, good, good. Because here's the next part. When we trust anything or anyone else, person, group, an agency, CDC for some, your opinion for others, it really depends. But when you trust anything else, anything or anyone else other than Hashem, I'm not saying you're replacing Hashem. That should happen. I'm saying with Hashem. I trust Hashem, but I also trust the science. I trust Hashem, but I also trust this doctor. I trust Hashem, but I also trust this lawyer. I trust Hashem, but I also trust so-and-so. Not trust as I believe you, but trust is like, I'm going to rely on you and look to you as a source for me to build my amuna. A lot of people have been doing this with face masks and vaccines and the science. And that's a problem. You want to use it to give you informed decisions on what your hashtatlus should be with Hashem? Fine. By all means. You want to use it to build your trust and you're going to rely on the science and trust in the science more than you trust in the apister? Now we've got a problem. And here we go. What is that? Chavos Lavavo says, you've not divided your loyalty. And by doing so, in turn, Hashem's going to let you follow that mistrust because that trust in something else was a mistrust. And when you go and do it, when you have that divided loyalty, Hashem's going to say, ah, you want to rely on these earthly things? You want to take a less elevated approach to this? All right, I'm going to back off and let you rely solely on that. I'm not going to be involved. How terrifying of a concept is this? It's scary. But we could lose Hashem's providence on an area because our trust is not absolutely solely in Him. Oi. Just, it's terrifying. Right? It's terrifying. So, for example, for me, when I say when we go down the path of trusting the science more than our davening, Hashem's going to put us into a situation that is very uncomfortable, where we have to rely on the science, can only be safe through science, which will always fail because it's not Hashem. This is a little hard, right? But it's true. Regardless of what your political feelings are, regardless of what your pandemic feelings are, it's the reality is that if you're trusting in the science more than you're trusting in Hashem, you're wrong. If you're trusting the science as much as you trust in Hashem, you're wrong. You can only trust in Hashem. Maybe Hashem is using the science and the vaccine, the mask and everything to help you. But you can't trust in it. You cannot place your trust in it. You can't think this pill is what heals me. Because it doesn't. All masks, all vaccines, all pills are impotent before the all-powerful. It is only HaKadosh Baruch Hu that determines everything for us. For example, the Kazanish was commented, as observed by Rabbi Benzian Tversky in his teachings in the Baal HaTanya, that as a medical expert, the Kazanish was a medical expert, he couldn't understand why Goyish medicinal treatments would work on a Yid. Yid, they're fundamental different species. And medicine shouldn't work, yet it does in so many cases. That shows something. We fall on the less ideal path. A reliance and betachon on medicine instead of Hashem. Our true reliance on Hashem would show medicine would no longer work for us. We wouldn't need it. Maybe that comes speedily in our days. For everyone, it's a different level. For some people, they may be there. I know I'm not. It's something I aspire to. It would be wonderful and amazing. But I'm willing to admit, I know I'm not there. I'm working on it. And that's what being a Benoni is about, is working on it. Right? 
Got to do it. Got to work on it. Got to continue growing. And that's really the journey for every yid. That's what we're supposed to be for every yid. Is our batakon's only in Hashem. And if we truly reach that level, then we don't need these other things because Hashem's got us in His, hand, in his hands that aren't physical, right? You can't really think about it. Like, Hashem's got us. He's got our backs. He's taking care of us because He loves us, right? And we're His creation. And while we may not always enjoy it, He wants what's best for us. In the end, if Hashem wants me sick, I'm going to get sick. If Hashem wants me ill, I'm going to be well. All the best I can do is daven to Hashem regardless. Say, thank you, Hashem, for this. Whatever it may be. Right? Thank you, Hashem, for whatever it may be. This is a much longer episode. We're going to bring it to a close right here. We're in Adar, right? And it is a time when we increase our joy. And so, grab onto that joy. Hold on to it. And don't let go. And you'll find out more, my, more about this and why next week. This is Rosh Hashem. Thank you for listening to Shahar Parties on Anchor by Spotify. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate us on iTunes or Spotify and share with your friends. Have a question or topic idea? I'd love to hear from you. Please message Yidbrook on Facebook or leave me a voicemail on the Anchor app. If you're not on social media, it's okay. Just send me your ideas at yidbrook.com kabbalah. Become a monthly supporter on Anchor by Spotify or by visiting yidbrook.com donate. You can also show your support by sharing my podcast with others and also by purchasing my custom-made Judaica jewelry or artisan beard balm on Etsy or at yidbrick.com store. This podcast is a project of Yidbrick Building Jewish Bridges. Learn more at yidbrick.com Kabbalah. <laughs>